Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to True Romance. We've decided to do some 15-minute Bachelor catch-up episodes as this season winds down with our bachelor, Matt James. Is that his name? That is his name, in fact. Um, yeah, we just wanted to give you guys some some content in between episodes because we know you desperately want it and need it. It's all you think about. Every single day you wake up, think, oh, I wish there was more true romance. Wish it was Thursday. I wish it was Thursday. So we wanted to just throw you a bone. And the bane is Bachelor Reviews. For now, it might change to other reality show reviews if I get my way. If Devin gets her way, we'll be doing a show every day reviewing my 1,000-pound sister. No. Okay, it's called 1,000-pound sisters, and (laughs) I want to start with Sister Wives. You know this. We watched the episode of Hometowns from last night's Bachelor. Yeah. There's a few just core traits for a Bachelor episode. One is that someone gets overwhelmed by the emotion they're feeling for The Bachelor. Yes. In hometowns has a, a whole new set of rules, and that's when the parents come. First of all, the parents are always acknowledging that when I walked in, I could tell you were really happy. You were smiling. And that's when I knew you were ha- something was happening. You were happy. You seem happy with this person. Look at you. You're smiling. You're happy. And some of the girls are on The Bachelorette. Some of the guys are like, Ma, I've never been so free before in my life. (laughs) It's also a common occurrence that the dad will be like, well, how can you be dating more women than my daughter? We have to talk about one particular girl, and that is Rachel. And we have to talk about her because she fell out of a plane this episode. Wait, but do you know that do you know, like, the backstory controversy that's going on, by the way? No. Okay. So there's been a lot of scandals this 
season. I'm going to catch you up if you don't know what they are. First of all, there was a trash girl named Victoria who was a villain. She was someone from Rock of Love who somehow froze in time (laughs) and then went to the auditions for Bachelor. And it makes no sense how ABC... Like, she... I don't think ABC is, like, classy material, but she wasn't even ABC material. Like, she was, like, TLC... VH1. VH1 material, and she was an actual nightmare. And she was like, these hoes, these, this whore, like, slut, trash bag slut. And I was like, okay, first of all, thank you. And second of all, goodbye. So she was on and she created this controversy because another girl came on and Victoria's little lackey, who was a woman with serious jaw and mouth problems that can't be defined, said that this new girl was a, a sex worker, an escort, a high-end escort, And so that caused controversy because it was like, why is The Bachelor shaming sex work? And this woman said she wasn't an escort, but it just created like this toxic conversation that often happens of like, she's a sex worker, like, you know, and whatever. So that happened. Then Rachel, some photos surfaced of Rachel wearing racist costumes that's the part i know about there might be something else too but i know that she was wearing racist costumes including um a costume she wore to an antebellum party which is like basically a sick thing that i had never heard of before that i guess like fraternities and sororities have parties that are themed the antebellum south aka slavery so she went to a slavery themed party and like dressed up like a slave master's wife or something that was my wait i think i did see these pictures i didn't know this was her because i haven't been watching this season but i saw ashley spivy spivy post about it on instagram okay that's disturbing okay okay i'm listening but wait so that's not all so that was like could have just been left alone. Could have just been like, that's the the racism scandal of The Bachelor. That's so fucked up. Whatever. Chris Harrison did an interview. This is like one of the peak white men we don't need your opinion moments of all time. Um, Chris Harrison did an interview with Rachel Lindsay, who is my favorite bachelorette of all time. And the only black, I mean, that was the only black bachelorette of all time until Tasha. Um, Rachel interviewed Chris on like a podcast or something talking about the antebellum photos. And basically Chris Harrison was like, I don't think it's racist or like that was probably okay at the time. And I can't be the judge jury executioner. That was okay during the civil war. Yeah. Like he was like, I basically like, it's not a big deal. And I don't think someone's like life should be like anti cancel culture, Fox news bullshit. And then he, and he was like, I don't see like why this is offensive and all this stuff. He doesn't understand why celebrating slavery would be offensive. So basically, he stepped down, possibly temporarily, but most likely permanently from The Bachelor, which is like, honestly, I never thought he would be shaken from the throne. Like, I never thought that that would happen, but this brought him down. So basically, we're watching his ghost now host the show, and it's really awkward. (laughs) I, I know what you mean when you said you never thought that he would be shaken from the throne. And that's not because he's at all charismatic, but just the opposite. Like he right. is so generic so and nothing. So, nothing. so nothing that he can look at pure insanity, say, what's going on here? 
not add anything into the fray, not detract any attention from the fray, just be a complete human ornament. Yes. Yeah, I would truly, the only person whose opinion I'd want less um, on this subject matter would be Brett Michaels from Rock of Love. But I will say that, like, I don't like how Chris Harrison has the teacher who's friends with all the students vibe. Oh I my hate God. that. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> like, that really creeps me out. And, like, I I really don't like that. Wow. That's a really good point. Okay. Also, when Claire Crawley was leaving The Bachelorette and Chris Harrison came to her little suite to confront her, at one point he says, okay, just be stir with me. Don't fuck with me, Okay. And I was like, wait, what is, what is, is he breaking? He was like, okay, just give me the truth. No bullshit, okay? Don't fuck with me. He glitched. That was Did you a DM Dale? Show. This isn't Survivor. This is The Bachelor, Chris, please. Okay, so that brings me more glee that Rachel straight up fell out of a plane on last night's episode. She's, I've been skydiving before, so I very much know the lingo. She's really? in a parachute. She's coming down. All these beautiful, like, wee spaces. They're giving <laughs> thumbs up. They're making heart noises. Then Matt gets down first. Then he's like, oh, look, Rachel. All of a sudden, it's like gravity gave her an extra push. <laughs> and she just... She ate shit. She ate shit. <laughs> they must have... <laughs> I laughed so loudly that I was going to wake someone up in my house. This might be messed up, but any time in a reality show, so reality shows obviously always do the like coming up next because they want you to stay for the drama and across all platforms like TLC, Bravo, ABC, Netflix, whatever. Well, Netflix doesn't do it. I, don't even get me started. So this might be fucked up, but like anytime the coming up next is like an injury or like uh, some kind of like incident like that, I'm like, oh, this is going to be for the comedy because like I just kind of have to laugh when this show that the whole episode has been like today's big day, like falling in love, meeting her parents and they're like coming up next and it's like, oh shit, oh, you okay, you okay? It's like, it's kind of funny. Um, And so, and also like the fact that they teased it like six times, like every commercial break, they're like coming up next. Oh, Rachel, you okay? Is she okay? I was like, Jesus, if something actually did like permanently hurt and damage her then it's fucked up that you're teasing at every commercial break and acting like it's fucking bait but anyway it's so funny too because she did just look so like <laughs> she had gone through the ringer and matt is like hey rachel <laughs> are you okay she <laughs> looked so fucked up i was like wait no she's not okay <laughs> i thought the medic is walking away the medic's walking away in the background and my initial thought was come back I know, she's like, not ready do you for need you to this leave? moment. She's literally, to her credit, like she did immediately shoot up for the one-on-one moment. Like he's like, "You okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, I um, I'm no, my back hurts." But and I was like, "Wait, okay, amazing reflexes." Because she just was like, "My time in the camera." Oh, she's like, just like my racist antebellum sorority party, I'm going to puke and rally and be here for the moment. <laughs> exactly. But she had grass all over her hair and like dirt all over her face. And her face was really swollen, wasn't it? It was a mess. I mean, he then was like, I didn't realize until I saw you falling to the ground from the helicopter and I thought you died. That's when I realized how much I cared about you. I was like okay, I, I would like for someone to just realize they care about me because they like my personality, not being like, oh, I saw you flailing to the ground and thought you might fall to your death. And then I realize I kind of care if you live or die. Like, that's like not that romantic. 
But also, I think what? she had a concussion. Like, I, I, I want to come forward and say that the rest of the episode, she didn't seem right. Something was off. She seemed like maybe she's not racist now because she's the concussion so shook her <laughs> of her racism. But she seemed like a completely different person. And I was like, is this CTE happening before our very eyes? Like, mm. she has fully changed. And I think that this is a case for Will Smith's character in that movie Concussion where he discovers CTE and tries to get the word out. Right? Yes. I also love that right before they jump out of the plane to go skydiving, she turns to Matt and says, Matt, if I die, at least I'm dying with you. Which I was like, that's a psychotic thing to say. That's the thing is like she was kind of psycho energy before the fall. This is what I'm saying. Like she gave me this psycho energy before the fall where I was like, okay, this girl is crazy. She's like, yeah, we're going skydiving. Yeah, get in. We're going skydiving. I was like, okay, you're actually psychotic and like, please leave this man alone and then after the fall she's like hey yeah i want you to meet my parents like yeah i really like him mom and i was like oh my god i'm having trouble staying together <laughs> she literally was like they she could have walked in the room and she's like who are these people and he's like that's your mom and she's like oh uh i never seen this oh okay um i don't remember you from before the war <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts 
that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think also another trope of the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise is that they push all these metaphors so hard for these dumb dates. And it's been even harder in the pandemic, like since they can't even do regular dates, they'll be like, Matt, I want you to know that I'm really falling for you. So you're going to hop out of a plane with me. Oh, my God. Yes. Or, you know, if it was me, I would be like, Matt, I want you to eat your heart out. So we're going to eat pasta Pasta. in this empty hotel room together. We (laughs) said pasta at the exact same second. "Mm, Pasta. Pasta probably, huh? I um, also loved his date with Michelle, Miss Young, the teacher. Okay, Michelle's my favorite. She's my favorite, too. She's my favorite, too. So she brings him into this auditorium where all of her students are on Zoom, which I immediately start thinking, like, parent releases. I'm like, you told all of your students and parents that you were going to be a contestant on The Bachelor and that the students had to prepare questions. And at first it was really cute. Like they, the students were like, is this your boyfriend? And it was a lot of giggles, but Matt was laughing hysterically at anything the kids asked. And they would ask stuff like, do you like Miss Young? And he would burst into laughter. And my favorite was one kid who said, are you guys going to have babies? Matt bursts into laughter. Oh my God. And then he straightens up and he's like, yeah, I, I do want children. I was like, no, we're not having a serious Q&A with these kids, okay? We don't have to be honest with them about everything. That's so true. He was acting like they were being like such like goofy, quirky kids. And if anything, I felt like robbed of goofy. Like I was like, why aren't they being goofy and quirky? They're just like sitting there asking normal questions. And I don't know what Tyler asked. Tyler was like, yeah, do you like Michelle or something? And he's like, oh, Tyler! you're grilling me Tyler is grilling me and it's like wait what it's fine like this is not goofy but by the way Tyler is so cute and I love him I also wonder is it an unspoken rule that you have to say you're in love with this person in the hometowns like I think hometowns is like and it's so funny in the bachelor or bachelorette world Tasha did this a lot too they would be like I really need you to open up to me this trip Right. I'm really going to (laughs) need to see Hannah Brown did it, too. Like, I really can't believe that Pete was just so closed off to me this trip. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe it's not their inability to open up to you. But it's going to be my new excuse if a guy doesn't say he loves me. I'm going to be like, wow, it's been uh, it's our third date. I took you to meet my parents and nothing. (laughs) Wow. All I'm asking is for you to open up to me and be brave. Risk a little. (laughs) Don't you like adventure? That's the other thing is they're all like, I love adventure. I'm a risk taker. I'm a thrill seeker. I'm a this. So he would probably be like, listen, I'm like a big adventurer. And if you're not ready to come on this adventure with me, then like, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's interesting to think about in real life. Like if you were to come and tell me that what you just said, third date, Guy took me to meet his parents and or no, Guy insisted that I introduce him to my parents. And then Guy said that I was too closed off because I didn't say I loved him after three one on one dates. I would say like he's a serial killer and a lot of serial killers have 
CTE, so is he Rachel? <laughs> He's a serial killer, and it's Rachel. <laughs> also, there, I feel like Jed did this Hannah Brown season, and just all these guys and the girls, they all do the same thing, where they just pronounce these incredible physical reactions they have to the person. Like, yeah. he walks in the room, and it's like, boom, okay? Like, my heart is racing. My pulse is off the charts. Like, Rachel's like, I'm not racist anymore. <laughs> And uh, my my palms are sweating. Haven't felt like this since I was a kid. And and when Jed said he loved Hannah, he was like, ah, God, this is so crazy. I love you. I'm falling in love with you. And Bree in last night's episode, after she like introduces him to her uh, mom, she is then like, oh. falling in love with you yeah well it's weird too because you would never say in real life like i mean not never but i think it's like rare in real life to say like i think i'm falling in love with you like normally you would just say i love you now or whatever but in because on the bachelor like i think they're like oh i can't fully say i'm in love with him because that would be a i gotta tease it i gotta tease it that would be a flat out lie so instead i'm gonna say i'm falling for you i'm falling in love i'm falling in love with your daughter i'm really falling for your daughter i was like jesus like how many falls are these people taking we got rachel with cte we got every other person on the show is falling in love in this long dramatic thing but also, oh, the the Rachel reaction thing is I I honestly have to commend her control of her body and impulses to have not at least once said something like overtly racist and not just let it fly like I actually hate black people. Like I want to hear you but I hate black people. <laughs> 25 seasons it looks like like she wants a career on bachelor in paradise or whatever in the next seasons when she can be with like ben h ben c ben a ben blah 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 but right now she's just i guess doing this for the next step and i guess it's working i also have to say that I looked up Rachel's fall on the internet, like to watch it again. And the first thing that came up was a Huffington Post article that was like, Rachel, bad fall skydiving. The internet cruelly mocks her. Oh, and I was God. like, oh, so now it's on me that she fell. Okay, so we have silence. to take back that I said that she has CT and is a serial killer. It was oh, okay. I can't make a podcast about it. Sure. I can't say on a podcast that she's a serial killer with CT. Well, okay. What can I say? I guess it's like this is the society we live in where you can't just say whatever you want about people. Wow. Um, someone tell Chris. Someone tell Rachel. <laughs> someone tell Chris that it's not okay to just say whatever's on your fucking mind. Um, no, Brie, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was the one who last week said that she quit her job um, to stay on the show. Like, her her company threatened to fire her if she didn't stay on the show, which is another norm of the show where one person will be like hey so i just wanted to like let you they always say like i want to i lost custody of my kids to be here (laughs) yeah and they always say it like i just want to let you in on like just what's been going on with me like i might have seemed distant it's like no you don't seem distant he's talking to 70 people at once you live in a weird hellhole hotel in the middle of pennsylvania like he probably didn't notice but she's like, I just want to let you in on this fact that like my company threatened to fire me if I didn't come off this reality show I'm on. And I decided 
to um, actually just stay on the reality show, which to me would be like red flag, red flag, 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 flag. Yeah, you lost your job to for a, a, a whim to be on TV. But it's also so much pressure for the person. Like Matt now is like, oh, cool. So you like have no livelihood now. <laughs> and well, she, she does. It's being on The Bachelor. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. She got a better gig. Sugar she was like, I was an emergency. <laughs> I was a nurse at the front lines of the pandemic. <laughs> there is I, someone on a Bravo I just want right to let now. you in on it that I left that to be here with you where I most needed. And he's like, um, that stinks. That's what he said when uh, Serena broke up with him. He kept this other woman, Serena, who broke up with him this episode. He kept saying, like, that really stinks. That stinks. I was like, <laughs> Another thing that I would definitely use in the next breakup. You know that what? That stinks. That stinks and you stinky. <laughs> okay, stinky. Okay, You're stinky. stinky. Pew, pew. Did you do a stinker? <laughs> Did you do a little stinker? <laughs> Wait, to end this episode, I'm going to do a wild tangent. Have, okay. Do you know the sex therapist, Dr. Ruth? Yeah, I'm not okay. living under a rock over here. So she tweeted this thing. Uh, this is straight from Dr. Ruth Westheimer's account. Did you hear the audio of the wind on Mars? Amazing, right? So if you happen to break wind during sex, queef <laughs> or regular, don't worry about it. If a planet can do it, it's no big deal if it happens to you. Queef or regular? <laughs> I've never heard I've never heard farts categorized as queef regular. And now I know what to say next time. I, next I time just, I hear a release of air, I'm just gonna ask the person closest to me, queef or regular. And it's probably gonna be my dog and he's probably just gonna stare at me and say I, I don't love- have genitalia because I'm a dog and you got me neutered. That she heard the audio of the wind on Mars, and that's where she went currently. And it was really from a point. It's like you're reading it. it, She really wants to encourage us. Like, amazing, right? Okay. So, if you happen to break wind (laughs) during sex, queef a regular, don't worry about it. Okay, listen. Hopefully, I can do it. It's no big deal if it happens to you. We all know that this message has come. 20 to 30 years late because it should have been in, available to Carrie Bradshaw when she farted in bed with Big and she thought it was like so devastating. Even though it was just regular, it wasn't even queef. It was regular. <laughs> I... And that is our 15-minute catch-up. We don't have anything to say romance. about the plot or the relationships other than that. So just take it or leave it. And we're rooting for Miss Young. Okay, bye. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.